0: Recorded live. Good evening. It is Monday, October 10th, 2016. My name is Michael Clark. I'm not afraid to give my name, and we're here once again, as we are every Monday night for the last several years, to talk about the only program that is totally private, and and your assets are impenetrable completely impenetrable. You will not lose an asset once you start this program. Now, with that, tonight's talking points is good luck or bad luck. The choice is yours. You know, I started reading about this years ago when I was in my 20s. I started studying... I started studying... um, Successful people, successful program, programs. I got into what what successful people were doing um, to attain and retain their their success. And success doesn't necessarily mean a lot of money. I think it was um, I think it was um, Lee Iacocca that mentioned once that. Uh, he said, hey, success isn't necessarily money. He said, if, if somebody has horses and they learn everything, no, it was Jim Rohn, I remember now. it was Jim Rohn, a tremendously successful man with jewelry businesses, and also he was a great motivational speaker. And he says, if, you're, if your goal is money, to have a lot of money, to earn a lot of money, and you do whatever you have to do, it's legal and, and doesn't hurt anybody else to, to get that money, he says, then you, you can become very successful. But he said, somebody else might not um, have a goal to make a lot of money. Their goal may be strictly to um, learn all they can about their horses, and they learn what feeds they, uh, the horses' needs, the, what, the, what feed horses need. Uh, they need oats and barley and, and different things, and they need hay and, and alfalfa and different things, and how much of each to give them, and what vitamins to give them, and and uh, what vet to bring in if they're having a problem. Blah blah blah. They learn everything they can about taking care of a horse, and if they do that and they come, and I don't care if it's just a family pet, a horse, or if you if you get into the thing where you're you're raising show horses or you're raising. Standard breads or you're raising thoroughbreds. You know, whatever it might be. If you're like Morgans, if you're like the uh, Clydesdales and the other um, draft horses, if you learn everything you can and you enjoy what you're doing, guess what? You're you're just as successful. At, and maybe your your money, you live you live. You got a little bit of savings put away. You got a little bit of investments. You got a house that you're paying for. You're putting your kids through school and you don't have a ton of money on, on the other side, um, but you've got enough to make a nice life on. You've got some, some money to fall back on. But Your primary focus has been the horses, and you, you have some good horses. Then you're successful. If it's, if it's roses, if you like roses, and, and you learn everything there is to know about roses, including where to, where to, where to plant them, do you put them in full sun? Do you put them in partial sun? And different roses have different needs, okay? Um, you, you do that. And um, you, you learn what, what food your roses need, or maybe different roses need different food, whatever it is. And you go to the, the, the county fair, and then you end up winning the state fair. And, and that's your ultimate goal of success. Then you're successful, just as successful as I am. If I've got millions of dollars, which I don't, but if I did and you had the best roses in the state, and I couldn't grow dandelions in my yard, And you're just as successful as I am. Absolutely. Or the horse example. So, guys, and I have a lot of people lately. I, I know there's some things that we've all been counting on, and it's been uh, basically run based on currency and different things like that. But if the... Um, and, and things haven't happened, right? And people have, I've got a lot of notices, I'll say the last three months. I said, Mike, I'm just in a period of bad luck, or Mike, this uh, I, things just don't work out for me, or, or I've had it, I've had enough, I, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to live my life out and, and just live it payday to payday the way I'm supposed to. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of these people. Um, I've talked to a lot of them personally I've given him a call and I have seen some of them were down and out and um I've asked the first thing I, I ask him after we you know say hello etc etc one of the one of the first things I ask them is well what, what do you have what's your goals if you don't mind sharing them with me well I I don't know Mike I'd like to have enough money to have some have something to fall back on. And I said, wait, 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 wait. Read, how many goals do you have written down? And, um, well, I don't I don't write them down. I know what they are. I'm going to tell you the biggest thing right now that can, for those of you that don't, the biggest thing is, no, you don't know what they are. You know, writing down your weekly goals, your daily goals, your successful people, I, Iacocca, Donald Trump, the people that I went to, See, and there's a lot more of them as well. Um, uh, Bobby Knight. Um, I went to I went to listen to a lot of people. My partner and I. We were two uh, kids around 22, 23 years old, maybe a little bit more, 24, 25, when I first learned about uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, Psychocybernetics by Maxwell Maltz, The Art of uh, The The uh, The Road Less Travel, The Art of Thinking Big, guys, all these things. If anybody out there tonight does not think that you get exactly what you're thinking about, you're living in la la land. It's been proven over and over and over that you got you your mind is going to bring into you exactly what you're thinking about. What your thoughts concentrate on. And this has been this has been proven by oh if you pick up a copy of Think and Grow Rich and read it, Donald Trump, Lee Iacocca, all of the uh, um, um, all of the successful people, and those two I just mentioned because a lot of people know who they are, um, I, they both said um, when I was listening to them how Think and Grow Rich was such a powerful starting point in their lives where they really grasped the concept of how to get to where you want to be. And again, it doesn't have to be money. But but you've got to write down goals. And probably the most um, emphatic uh, example of that is even God wrote down what he wanted to do on a contract with with us. He wrote, and he put it on a piece of stone, the, the Ten Commandments. Now Moses lost his temper because he was a, a quick temper guy and he busted them all up. And he's lucky, probably, he didn't get a lightning bolt right in the behind. But But... His punishment, to an extent, was that he had to cut out the rocks, the stone for the next set, and he had to carry him uh, all the way up the mountain again, so that God could write on him again. And I'm making a little light of it, guys, but but that's I'm telling you the absolute truth. And when I go without setting goals, I can tell, I can tell in a heartbeat. Things just don't, things just start going a little bit off kilter, and I'm not attaining the things that I want, and then I realize it. <laughs> I haven't written down my goals for a while. So, guys, that's it. Now, good luck and bad luck. Um, that's that's part of the thing. If you write down your goals and you know what direction you're going, the goals are like a, a rudder on a ship. You know, you can you can put a ship in the harbor, and uh, you want to go, um, say, from New York to Europe, but you don't have a rudder. You don't have something that can keep you on track. You've got a whole plan. You should have a whole plan of exactly. Where, where you want to go, where you want to be in 24 hours, in 48 hours, or an airplane, whatever you want. But the ship, if you don't have a rudder on it, which is your goal that you think about and you focus on, uh, so that your mind will start bringing towards you, you don't know what's happening, but it starts bringing towards you what you need to get where you're going. Otherwise, if there's no rudder, guys, that ship just goes around in the harbor in circles and all kinds of different patterns, never gets to where it's supposed to go. And now we got different things that can you can say like radar and and all these different things that can guide it uh, G, GPS and all the but if you don't have that that ship's just gonna 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 motor around in the middle of the ocean and never get where it's going so anyway for those of you that and I know there's there's quite a few people and I know there's some I already seen them on the call tonight um you've got to, you've got to get you've got to get your Set down where you want to go. Every night I sit down and I do exactly what is said in one of the books, and I don't remember which one it was. But um, when Andrew Carnegie, the little Scotsman, put together what we know as uh, U.S. Steel, what we knew as U.S. Steel, took all the, the independent companies he bought, steel mills, he bought them out and he, he put together U.S. Steel, and um, a fella came into him and done. On it. I had his name today, and I can't think of it right now, but anyway, he said, uh, <clears throat> he said, "I'll give you something that'll, that'll double and triple your production and you can start it the day after I give it to you." And so he said, "But I want 25,000." And back in the late 1900s, early I mean late, uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, 25,000 was a lot of money then. And Andrew Carnegie um, paid him. And um, he 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 then worked for USDA the rest of his life I believe the rest of his life, but anyway and what he what he gave Carnegie that Carnegie paid twenty five thousand back then for, which would be like millions today, he gave him he said have your people write down five things they have to do the next day, write down five things that they have to do the next day, and then after they've written them down. Have them number, number those items in, in order of priority. One being the most important, two being the next. And then the next day when you get up and you look at your list, you you do number one. You don't let anything take you off track. You You start and finish the number one thing on your list. Isn't it amazing how many times, and I'm as guilty as anybody about it when I'm not Focused and concentrating. Uh, And it's it's such an easy thing to do. I'm as guilty as anybody that I'll be doing something and I'll think of something else. And so I'll go somewhere and do something else. And and then, oh, I got to get back to what I was doing. And then I'll think of something else. And guys, if you will do that, when I do that, just in my life, not forget, it's not necessarily just, it is in my business too, but it's also in my life. And you know what, at the, at, at the end of each day, you feel like you've accomplished something. Forget about whether or not the R- RV happens. Keep that as one of your goals, but you have no control over that. But if you keep it on there, and everybody keeps um, everybody keeps focusing on, a, on an RV, ha- or whatever it might be. I'm just using the RV as an example. Guys, you've got a lot of people pulling things to make that happen. Okay? So... Good luck, bad luck. Good luck, is, you're in control of it. When I said the choice is yours, there's so many people out there that are, that are in a negative existence right now. Okay, and, and when I mentioned the STS program, there's so many people that find a reason why not to start their program. Why not to start an STS program? The single most powerful program in the the world today. Nobody can take what you, what you have, had, let me say had, because you've given everything to trust number one. Nobody can take what you had and you gave it to trust number one once you do that. It's all based on the private contract, my friends, and you, most of you on the call tonight know that. I know we've got a few new people on the call, but I'm just telling you that to uh, um, that if you know somebody, if you know somebody that that has a small business, has a large business. We've got some very large businesses that now have STS programs, and they're tickled to death that the attorneys are out of the picture. So if you want to, you you can control your good luck to an extent, to to a pretty high extent. Doesn't mean that you start write everything down on a goal and it's going to happen next week. It may take, um, maybe you're not ready for that goal yet. You know, maybe you haven't done some other things that, that will help you get to that goal. But the key thing, you know, you can't control your wife you can't con- or your husband. You can't control your kids. You can't control your boss. You can't control the IRS or the CRA. The only thing that we as human beings can control is our minds. And most people don't do it. And when you set your goal, don't sit down with a piece of paper and in ten minutes write your goals down and and put them away and away you go. You've got to read those goals. It says to think and grow rich every day, morning and night. And and you write, you take some time. Take, it took me when, and even when I change them now, it takes me when I when when something is completed or I finish something, I set a new goal. And um, it takes me a couple hours to get every because you want to think about what you want to do, don't just say. Um, I want a seven thousand square foot house in a nice area where it's warm all the time. No, you think about okay. Do I want to be near the beach? Do I want to be in a in a country setting? Do I want to be in the desert? A lot of people love the. De- I like the desert. I love the desert now, and all the things you can do with it. So so you and you've got to say okay. What do, do I want a? Do I want a living room, dining room, four bedrooms, three baths? Uh, you know, give it some thought. Everything you want. Uh, if it's your job, if you want a certain kind of job, if you want to start a business. Now, you don't know everything right off the bat. But, guys, you will. You will learn. Okay? You will, things will come come to you. And, and you will uh, learn all about it. So with that, that's the good luck, bad luck. You will be amazed how you start generating your own good luck. So many people, they've... I know, I know probably 25 of them over the last three months that have called me. And I um, said, Mike, when is the RV going to happen? What's going to... You know, they're waiting. Their whole life is in limbo because they're waiting for an RV to happen. Or wait... You know, even when, even when Jesus' people just uh, stayed in Jerusalem or stayed on the beach when, the, uh, when he was taken up, um, he had to finally they had to finally be told, hey, you got to keep going on with your life. You don't sit around waiting for me to come back, you know. And I know I didn't have that exactly right, but, but uh, hey, Nate, how are you doing, brother? Um, and the same thing without the RV, you've got to keep going. But don't don't let life push you around and and kick you here and punch you there. Um, you determine. You you get. Them. If anybody would do anything, get the book Think and Grow Rich. Listen, you can put on your phone or on your computer. You can type in Google um, The Strangest Secret by Napoleon Hill. I listen to that at least three times a week. and I'll, Yeah, I know the words now pretty well, but you know what? It's, it's going into my mind. Somebody besides me, all the words are going there. I take a, I take a half hour, 45 minutes, and I concentrate on me um, three, four times a week. Every day I read my goals, <clears throat> morning and night. <clears throat> doesn't take that long. But guys, it puts you in control of your life, and don't think, well, hey, I've got, I, I'm a pretty successful guy. I got a couple million dollars. Blah blah. You can lose that in a heartbeat. You can lose that in a heartbeat, guys. One one bad, um, one bad car accident. Um, let the IRS or the CRA come out after you with some trumped up charge. Oh, trumped up. Hmm, funny, I use that word. Anyway. Um, um, so anyway, guys, it's it's something that you're the one that has to take control of your life. My opinion, if, if you're not sure how to do it, my opinion is you start with um, reading Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. You can pick it up on paperback anywhere. I pushed that book. That's the first one I read. And when I got it, I, it, it so intrigued me and I was so amazed. I didn't know you could control where you go in your life. <clears throat> So I read it through in one day. It's not a hard, it's a very easy book. It's 13 chapters, and each chapter teaches you to do something that will will, will be with you the rest of your life. Now, a good friend of mine, he said, a very, very successful guy from Chicago, and he said, Mike, when I first uh, got Think and Grow Rich, I read a chapter of it every night. And, and when I would finish it, I would go through it again. So for over four years, my friends... I read it I kept it right by my bedstand, right on my bedstand, and I read a chapter of Think and Grow Rich every night because we all know that repetition is the key to learning, and learning is the key to embedding these thoughts in your mind and 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 telling your mind what direction you want it to go. so I know there's a lot of people out there right now that say Phew, that's a bunch of bunk um, i I I don't believe the goals make a difference. I don't believe that you start drawing things. You, you know what, guys? If you want to think that, fine. You'll be right with the majority of people in this, in this world that just haven't been given any training in, mine, in, in, in uh, how to get where you want to get in life. But yet they still don't want to take the uh, direction of people who've done it. Okay? So with that, that's tonight's talking point. So if you have any questions, go ahead and type them in on the computer. Or if you have a question um, uh, on the phone, and we do have one here, I'm going to bring uh, Verba on right now. Hello, Verba. Thank you. Um,
1: (laughs) If I'm going to do something that requires a license that will make some money, that should have the um, trust pay for that license, and the money goes into that trust account.
0: You can do that, but I wouldn't expose the trust like that. Um, okay. I, the trust is the nucleus of the whole STS program. That's the that's the the hot center core. That's what makes it all run. I would start a new if you're able to start a new LLC. Um, and you know what? I'll give you a call or give me a call when you have a time have time tomorrow. And leave a voicemail with a time on it that I can call you. And um, I want to know a little bit more about the business you're doing, and um, we'll go from there. Okay? Illinois is a tough. Illinois is a very expensive and, and garbage LLC as far as I'm concerned. And mm-hmm. uh, there's places we can get you licensed in uh, Indiana and then become a uh, a foreign cor- a foreign LLC in Illinois, which is much better. So uh, anyway, give me a call. Give me a buzz tomorrow, okay?
1: Okay, thank
0: you very much. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, anybody else have a question on the phone? Press star eight if you've got a question, and um, or on the computer if you've got a question on the computer. Anything about the STS? I'm going to I'm going to answer a few emails that we've got here that came in this week and and uh, uh, right now, and, and go ahead and, and um, any questions you might have, just type them into the computer, okay? Let's see. Hello, I just wanted to be very clear as I have heard different things. What address should I use for Trust One, and what address for Trust Two, and what address for the LLC, and what address for Alberta LTD? Thank you. Okay. Um, you're welcome, Guest 18. Uh, I, I used to do a lot of... Not a lot, but I used to do some motivational speaker because there was speaking because there was a lot of people in different areas that just were down and out. They, and they didn't know how to get out of it. They didn't know it can start with a book. Yeah, and the first book would be the Bible, but they also can... You can read more than one book at a time. And um starts with Think and Grow Rich or any there's a number of different books. Okay? Anyway... Um, Let's see, okay, what address should I use for Trust One? Trust One, whether you're in the U.S. or Canada, will always be your home address, your your business. Trust One is a business trust, and its location will be your home. Trust Two will need an alternate address because it files a lien. Its sole purpose is to file a lien against Trust One that owns all of the assets, and... um now, if you're in the U.S., you don't need an alternate address, okay? Understand that because we use the Indiana address, um, 128 Southeast Street, Crown Point. Uh, we use that address for Trust 2. So, But in Canada, you have to have an alternative address, whether it's a post office box, whether it, you just don't want to use the same address for Trust 2 as you do for Trust 1 because when we send a letter out or something, they're going to say, wait a minute, What's going on here? Trust One and Trust Two, which are supposed to be two independent business trusts, have the same address. What's going on here? And it just looks kind of fishy and phony. So we want to keep away from any any um, things that look bad. Okay. Um, now for the LLC, if you want an, uh, the LLC will have it was created by Trust One, so it can have the same address as Trust One, which will be your home address. And what address for an Alberta LTD, which is a, 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 an Alberta Provincial Corporation? Use the same address as your home address, same address as Trust 1, and the, um, um, because it can be the same. It's created by Trust 1. The only one you really want a different address for is um, Trust 2. It's got a whole separate purpose. It is not doing anything... It's not a business, uh, it is a business entity, but it's, its sole purpose is to protect. Trust One, its purpose is to take ownership out of your name, okay? That's, they can only sue you if it's in your name, because then if it's in your name, you are a citizen of the U.S., of Canada, of England, of Germany, of Italy, of Panama. Wherever you're at, you are a citizen, and as a citizen, they can take anything that you own, because you are a citizen, okay? That includes bail-ins, that includes lawsuits, that includes... Anything you own is subject to government intervention, okay? Um, So anyway, that's... um, From time to time, I pause because I'm looking at what's on the computer. And I don't see any questions there yet. Mm, This might be a short call tonight. So anyway, my friends, the... um, um, the only one you need a different... Now, you can get a different address if you want for any of them. It doesn't matter. But but I wouldn't waste the money. Okay? Okay, question number two. And this is kind of a long one. Hmm. Let's see. I will not be able to listen tonight as it is the final meeting for our daughter's wedding reception on Saturday. I will listen to the replay, however... Something I think that is worth mentioning, feel free to read this. My father and mother established a trust. Guys, pay attention to this because this is what's happening to to a lot of people. I mean a lot of people that don't have the STS program, and mainly because they don't know about it. You've got a share. You guys have a big gold mine right in your pocket, and you won't really realize it. Until you're attacked, or until you you need the benefits thereof, but you got to share it with other people. I, that's that's where we're really letting people down. Okay, something I think really worth mentioning. My father and mother established uh, my father and mother established a uh, trust in 1993 or 1994. This was created by lawyer number one. My father died in '96. So time to get into the trust for my mother's understanding. Enter lawyer number two. He made changes and alterations that suited his narrative to my mother in 1996. In 2013, my my mother's financial planner, who spanned 30 years, suggested that my my mother's trust needed further amending due to tax law changes and her mental health. Now, lawyer number four. Sadly, my mother died in 2014. For the past two months, I've been trying to unravel some tax issues that affect me and my two adult daughters. Lawyer number five is an associate of lawyer number four. My point is two months of back and forth between my tax accountant and a lawyer, costly in dollars and time, I believe the total cost since 1993 is likely over $10,000 and it's still a mess. <clears throat> the STS program is explained in the blue book. <laughs> you can tell he knows his program, just teasing Michael, and it's supposed to be in the green book, and can be understood by the owner and the successor generations. I am having to live with the with a custom product that keeps getting more custom, hence more complicated. This is like owning a -a one-of-a-kind custom-built car that, while it has four wheels, an engine, transmission, and body, it it is just different enough that it must be taken to a specialized mechanic to understand versus a tried-and-true standard that has been around long enough to be proven reliable, simple, Enough to understand and does not require future changes to manage. Okay, guys, I, I asked him if I could read that tonight. He would put it together for me, and he did say we could read it. I could read it to let you know that th- that is not unusual. That is the norm. <clears throat> if you go to a, uh, if you go to a, uh, an attorney. To get something set up, he's going to set it up according to what he thinks his opinion of what he thinks would work better for your best for your circumstances, because there's nothing in the statutory realm that works for everybody, nothing okay only in a private contract does that happen, okay only in a private contract can we and one that's the same every single time the the pure contract trust or the contract trust whichever you prefer is an, is a is a document that is the same for everybody except it makes it makes minor minor subtle changes okay hold on one minute i got to get this uh, put together here
2: Hold on. There
0: we go. I had to get my computer. It went, you know, it, it timed out. Okay. Um, guys, this, I, I just wanted to give you, and this guy is a, was a very successful person. He uh, he, he just, he now has several of our, our trusts, a couple of our trusts, let me put it that way. And he is so happy with it. And you've all heard Nate come on the call and um, following the death of his father-in-law, um, who had our program also just before, well, he got it before he passed away, his farm and all the different assets that he had and and there was no probate per se. it just slid right on through you 've heard nate you 've heard nate 's testimonial um, um, you 've heard him you 've heard him talk about how smooth everything went and uh, so I just wanted to take a few minutes and, and and share that with you tonight because it is something that um, that we're all we all should be aware of, guys. That you're never going to get one attorney. And guess what? If that attorney retires or or dies or whatever happens, um, you're going to be you're going to go to another attorney, and he's going to have a different opinion of how your estate should be handled than the first attorney. And if something happens to that second attorney, and, and if people live a, a somewhat long life, seventies, eighties. Um, more than likely they're going to outlive a couple financial planners or a couple attorneys. And then you've gone into a third, and in this case, a fourth and a fifth attorney. And it's still a mess. It is still an absolute mess. And my suggestion to him was, take it to Bill Tully. He's one of the best people I know that can handle things like that. Okay. All right. Another question, guys, uh, here's a question on the computer. If someone is suing you <clears throat> and the corp, STS, if someone is suing you and the corp, well, the STS program is not a corporation, it's a trust. What happens with the corp suit, Can they get the, they would have to have, uh, uh, any, any lawsuit, guess 12, has to have a basis. You own nothing in the STS Trust One. You own nothing in the STS program, period. So if someone, and you know, I I don't have any information here, but but I don't know why they're suing or anything, but there's no way they can sue the corporation, or excuse me, not a corporation, sue uh, Trust One. No way they can do it. And uh, nobody even knows, they cannot even put you in, link you to the, uh, to the creation of the STS program. Nothing is recorded. It's all a private contract, my friend. If they know about the, about the uh, STS program, then somebody's mentioned something that they shouldn't have mentioned. Okay? Because, And even if they mention it and they know about it, they still can't do anything. It's a totally separate entity of which you have no ownership or no control as an individual as a citizen you have neither so they cannot link the uh, and that's the one of the powerful things about this program they cannot link the STS program to you or to any person okay if you had a car accident and they're suing you they can't go after you don't own any of the assets in that trust and and the trust created the LLC they shouldn't even know about that either um, so anyway, don't worry about it. They, can't, they cannot sue. And if they're, if they're continuing with a lawsuit, that's where you let me know. <clears throat> I send them a letter. Let them know that you have no ownership uh, of any of the assets in the corp. And I, as, as trustee, they don't even have to know your trustee. I, as the trustee, <clears throat> which I am, a non-voting trustee, hold on. Okay, needed a little water there. <clears throat> Still didn't seem to help a lot. Anyway, um, guys, that's that's what the um, that's the power of the program. It's not linked to you in any way, shape, or form. You have legally, lawfully, uh, contractually, and irrevocably given up your assets to that corporation, so you have no ownership or no control of Trust One whatsoever. Okay. Okay, everybody knows. Let's see, next question. Guys, if you have any questions, type them in. Otherwise, we're going to have a short call tonight. Or if you're on the phone, maybe you got on a little late. If you have a question, don't be bashful. <clears throat> uh, press star 8 if you're on the phone. And uh, a flag will come up, and I will come and get you. And we will answer. You, I will answer your question, okay? All right, I am a trustee. On a trust. It's the only th- this person is is I talked with them and I wanted to put their story down. They're a trustee, and that's all. It's a, uh, a relative, a close relative that that had them on the trust. On his, uh, on another, he was appointed trustee. Let me put it that way, okay? I am not on the bank account name, nor do I hold any certificates. So it isn't. So it is my belief that I do not have to list the trust. I guess he is uh, being, for some reason, he's being, there's some legal issues going on. Um, but here's the part that I wanted to, I have to list on the trustee. just a trustee. just need to be sure that the program agrees. The, the, what he wants to be sure of is they're asking him to fill out some information and it says they have to, he has to put down anything that he, he does not, you do not have to put down Anything. Whether, even if you're being sued you and they want you to do a financial statement or whatever, you do not have to, to put down, you, matter of fact, legally you can't put down anything regarding the trust. Okay, um, You're only an appointed trustee. You can't give out any information. You signed an oath of confidentiality. And guys, that's the thing too. If anybody asks you anything about it, about the trust, including a judge if you're in court, you can't say anything about it. You can say, Your Honor, I'm just an appointed trustee. I wouldn't even tell him you're a trustee. Leave that. Your Honor, and I've had a lot a lot of people have done this already. Your Honor, the trustee is Michael Clark. You can feel free to contact him. Here's his email address. <clears throat> but that's what that was all about. Um, let's see what else. Also want to know if the certificate holder has a UCC lien on his house. Upon his demise, does that make the trust the first lien holder? More than likely, the first lien holder will be the mortgage company, if there is a mortgage company. If the house is paid for, then yes, the trust will be the uh, will own all of the equity in the home. And if so, does it mean the trust will get full payment before other people that have debts owned by owned by deceased that will be filed in probate? There will be no probate. The trust owns it. Okay, the trust will get the money in an insurance case. There will be no probate in this case. You will not list anything in the trust that is, um, um, because you own, the, the people own nothing. Please respond to ASS. You don't have to fill anything in regarding the trust. You can forget the trust in the affidavit or in whatever you have to file this week. Okay, forget the trust. You don't put down anything regarding the trust. You're legally not allowed to do it. <clears throat> and if you're not on the call, I put this information down um, because I thought it was important enough that other people would be interested in it. So let's see. What do we have here? Uh, is this Verba again? Are you calling with another question, Verva?
1: Yeah, I thought of another one.
0: Okay. Don't think oh. so much.
1: I'm going to have to quit, burn up the brain, brain, never mind. Um, I take a loan in my name or the LLC's name.
0: Whichever, whichever you have credit. You probably don't have credit in the name of the LLC, right? So you would probably have to take it in your name initially, or if if they will, take it in the name of the LLC and you be a co-signer. And if you need some money to do it, you can always go to our website and click on Financing.
1: No, determined. that's 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 the one. That and then then the L I the LLC pays the loan. Right. Exactly. Okay, I thought I had that right, but I wanted to verify. So.
0: You sure did. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna try for the LLC name and see what happens.
0: That's a girl. Had a girl. That's what you got to do. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That is the infamous verba. Um, okay, let's see another question we've got here. I was going over last week's call regarding how to go about with placing let me see, how to go about with placing or transferring all of our items to the trust the pictorial way, and that was very clear. But it is when you mentioned including all investments that brought on a question I should have asked. In Canada, we have this CPP that we pay into all our lives. And when we reach 65, we can start getting some of that saved money to live. And it is a monthly sum given with changes from... And it is a monthly sum given which changes from year to year depending on how many people are being paid in Canada we have an aging population so the people retiring at a later date will be slowly will be slowly getting less as there will be more people dipping into the pot (coughs) how do I go putting a lien on a sum that is not yet defined You you have to use the assignment of income. That income is yours. Income is considered personal property. So you go to the uh, CD that came with your trust, and you scroll down. I think it's page 26, 27, 24, somewhere in there. You scroll down, and you need to put an assignment of income on every source of income you have. If you're still working, you put it against the company you're working for. Now, understand, you don't send these assignment of incomes out. You keep them with your trust documents. If you get to a position, such as somebody wants to garnish your wages, then you would, you would let y- your employer know about it, okay? It's something they have to do, just let them know that, or I would let them know as trustee that we have a lien on your assignment of income, rather, on your uh, income from that company. So you make out one for your current employer. If you don't have a current employer, you're retired or something. Don't worry about it. You just don't make one out there. But you do want to make one out, whether you're in the U.S. or Canada, <clears throat> for your social security, for your R. I think it's RSPP, your CPP, your pension. Your if you've got investments, you make one out for each investment. If you've got life insurance with cash values, you make one out with. Uh, for the life insurance company you make one out for the for the uh, any annuities you may anything that you have have started in years past that generates an income for you you have to put an assignment of income otherwise that money is sitting there waiting for somebody to get a judgment against or to garnish okay to get a judgment against or to garnish so you don't want to leave it just sitting out there naked and waiting for somebody to, to grab it from you. You worked all your life for that CPP money. Protect it, for crying out loud. Protect it, okay? So you, you do an assignment of income, and you'll see the form. And, and there's a, when you scroll down, there's an example. That shows you just exactly what to do, guys. Um, attorneys, don't, attorneys don't show you exactly what to do when they set up a program with you. They want to sell you their services uh, most of them charge about twenty five thousand uh, if you've got a sizable estate at all, and then they charge you another twenty five thousand a year to to manage that um, to manage that account. okay So that's what you do if you've got If you've got money in that CPP, you get a, an assignment of income, which is just another contract that that income that that money in there is your money. Remember, it's personal property. And you have the right to protect it for yourself in any way you want. You happen to choose a private contract trust to do it, pure contract trust, okay? Um, so, now, I can't do anything about what is paid. The, the program won't do that. They can't freeze it at a certain point. That's governmental, okay? They can't do that. But what it can do is, is keep anybody, anybody that doesn't have it protected. And we've got, we've got clients that have been garnished in Canada, Okay, Their wages have been garnished, their, their, their um, RSPP, their CPP, these different funds that they have, they've been garnished. And, when, and they can garnish up to 100% in Canada, 50% in the U.S. Guys, if you've, got a, if you've got Social Security, if you've got a pension, whatever you've got in the U.S., if you've got annuities and life insurance with cash value that's going to start paying you an income, you've got to protect it, and it doesn't cost you a dime. You just determine every place you've got an income. Now, if it's from an investment, um, um, say the, say a, a currency like the dinar, that you just transfer to, to um, uh, Schedule B5. You transfer to Schedule B5. Now the trust owns the, the dinar, not you. They cannot come after property that the trust owns because you used to own it at one time. If you've got stocks bonds mutual funds that's schedule b four that's for anything that is recorded in your name and stocks bonds and mutual funds generally have to have a be they're not bearer shares they have to be um they have to be in in uh, in recorded in somebody or something's name so you move it into there now it's protected okay now we've got a call here from Manitoba um
2: it is Okay, you are on the air. Who, who's here? Hello, it's George M. Dacque, uh Michael. Hey, George. How are you? Fine, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, George. Good to hear. Happy Thanksgiving from Canada to you.
0: Well, thank you very much. I always appreciate a
2: Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, Michael, uh, the, the uh, situation is this. I... I uh, I had done an assignment of income of my CPP and my old age security, which is called OAS in Canada. Mm-hmm. And after two installments into my bank account that I had put into the trust, I got a, because the government takes a lot of time to the CPP. I should explain to you the CPP and the OAS is a Canadian government program. Okay. And after uh, two months of assignment to the trust, I got a letter from each of them for each of the uh, CPP and OAS to the effect that stated that you cannot assign your income uh, on CPP and OAS to another party. Mm -hmm. And so at that point... uh, I am and so at that point they uh stated that I that they were going to deposit those funds in the old bank account that I had uh and they would not deposit them into the assignment bank that I had made in the assignment Okay, and so I'm saying that they are in violation of Article One, Section Ten of the United States Constitution because this is a private contract. Mm-hmm. Correct. So Article One,
0: Section Ten. Okay, let me mention something. How to are you. we
2: going to get this resolved? Because okay. I have to open up new bank accounts in my own name, and no. I'm, receiving no, those, you don't. I'm receiving those. No, you don't. I'm receiving those. I'm receiving those pensions now in my own name in another bank account, and as soon as they get in there, I transfer them into the trust. However, if the government want to uh, get... Uh, hey, hey,
0: hold on a second, George. Hold on a second. Here's what they're saying, and it's the same in the U.S. Uh, whoever did that misinterpreted what we're doing. You, they're, they're absolutely right, and the same thing in the U.S. here for Social Security or this or that. Those are government programs. We cannot assign, um, take away that program and assign it. And that's what they're thinking. So if you've got an agent that has done that, you're doing it exactly right. Keep your two, um, your two other, or keep your other bank account for the trust. And then when you get the money in from that check, I would, when they deposit it into that account, then you just take whatever percentage it is that you you're you're protecting and you move it right into the trust account. It's then, a little bit of work, but sometimes these government government clowns can get, you know, they think they're smarter than they really are and they want to keep everything they can for the government. So you can now you keep the assignment of income that you filled out. That money now belongs to the trust. That's your cash. You can't change the program though. You can't assign the program. They think you're assigning the program. No, you're not. You're just assigning the money that's in the program. And from what I understand from that last one I read, um, uh, so the CPP that that changes yearly, uh, year by year. But no one,
2: Michael, that's that's just a little uh, a little percentage adjustment, yeah. uh, 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 from year to year. That has nothing to do with the amount. it it, it alters the amount by a few bucks either way and the person that might have wrote to you sounded as though they were uh, signing it ahead of their time to receive it because they are contributing to it before they retire what I'm saying to you is I am retired I'm receiving it I assigned it and they intercepted it and so uh, I have to put it into my own private name account. When it gets deposited, I have to move it into the trust account. I move it into the trust account 100%. However, if this, and I'm a, I am a, a participant in what you know as GLGI, and what yeah. you say, the CRA are going to come after us big time, and you're right, they are. They're in the process of it. Now, what I'm saying is they can even go to the source before my bank account, they can go to the source being the government and say we're going to intercept it before it even goes into George's account.
0: Okay, now they can try... And and
2: we've you're got you're to right. Straightened straightened and beforehand. We've got to get this straightened up beforehand, Michael, to the extent that they have to be notified by, yeah. who, by you that they are in violation of Article 1, Section 10 of the American Constitution. They have no right... To intercept those monies at all, and those monies should be directly deposited to our trust account. Yeah. Now you're right there. We don't have to. You bring in the U.S. Constitution.
0: They would. They would fight that from now till doomsday if they wanted. If the trusts are now domiciled in Canada, and let me. You're in. Are you in Winnipeg? Yes. Okay. If there's any chance at all that you can get over to Toronto for the. Uh, for the uh, workshop that we're going to have in Toronto, myself, Ed, and Lawrence will all be there. And this is a perfect. This is one of the things that we get across to people that we go in depth with, as far as uh, um, uh, you know how to protect your money that you're assigning the income. That's one of the sections that we we give a bunch of uh, time to. So it would it would really behoove you if you can on the uh, 18th and 19th of November. If there would be any way that you could get to that, we've had I had people from, from Minneapolis, Minnesota fly down to Houston, Texas uh, for the for the workshop we had in Houston. We've had people come from all the way across Canada when we had the one in Edmonton, hey, George. If there's any way at all, you'll walk away from there knowing this program. And Ed Ed Brock, Ed Brock, Ed Gilmore will be the guy that I and mean, he can he can answer that question and put it together for you. And he's a big proponent he's really ticked off at some of the people that, that were handling the GLGI thing because they, they, they just didn't incorporate. And he said, Mike, this is the only program that can protect them because they own nothing, even their incomes from whatever source uh, has been transferred. So they can try to do a lot of things. The IRS tried it on a few of our people, too. And and we when we sent them a letter and said, hey, no, we own that money now, not that person, and you have assigned the income to the trust, the trust can put a quick, uh, and granted, they have access to it, that's just part of life, which they would have no matter what, whether you started the STS program or not. But And whenever you get it now, you move it out of your account. Guys, never keep any more in your personal account than you need for your monthly bills. Put it in the trust account, put it in a Canadian corporation account, or put it in an LLC account, okay? Yeah, but-
2: Michael, all of our accounts that we have in our private names have just pennies in it to uh, a couple sure. of dollars at the most. That's it. We move everything immediately every month as soon as it's deposited. Yeah. Into the trust accounts. See what you can work out about getting to Toronto.
0: We're going to get to uh, Winnipeg eventually because that's Lawrence's hometown. But I couldn't tell you exactly when. But it uh, wouldn't hurt for you to get the information now. Lawrence will be there,
2: and um, just see what you can do. You know. Oh, I know. But the thing is, can you not uh, write a letter to the, the 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 Canadian government saying that that this is a private contract and you cannot. Uh, Send me a send me a copy of the letter you got from them,
0: and um, and um, the best way to do it is to scan it and email it to me. It comes across real clear, and I'll send them a letter just saying that you own nothing anymore. But but the fact that the cash in your account we can't change the account. They still control that. But the cash in there cash is is real property, and I can send them a, a case law based on that and. Um, um, the cash is owned by the trust, even though it's being held in their Canadian account, the Canadian government's account, and, and that's the best we can do for that. But it, it does stop. If you put 90%, 90% of the money in that account is it belongs to the trust now.
2: Yeah, Michael, I put 100%, not 90%. Perfect. That's fine. And gotcha. so I will send you copies of the reply from the government on the assignment, and then uh, I... I um... Gather that you will deal with it when you receive it. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll get a letter right out to him.
2: Okay, great stuff. Thanks very much. Thank you, George.
0: Bye bye. I know. Now, guys, see this is a this is a uh, question and a and a discussion based on something that that many of of the especially the U.S. you you've got no you theoretically have no. Um, it means nothing to you, but it means everything to you because the IRS that tries to do the exact same thing. Okay? Do the exact same thing. Um okay, so let's um let's see uh, where are we at here? I was going over last week's call. Yeah. Where were we at with this? We have okay, yeah, and I talked about that. The the fact that If you're going to move money into a trust account, don't tell them it's a trust account. There's no legal requirement that you tell them that. You would call if you've got money going into your personal account from some source. uh, Let's say it's a CPP account, or let's say it's a, let's say it's a pension account in the U.S. Whatever it might be, just notify your whoever it is that's that's directly depositing that money. Just notify them and say, I would like you to now start sending. Um, start depositing my monthly checks into account number. Boom, 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 boom. Give them the new account number. Don't say uh, uh, the trust name or anything like that. Just They just think it's you and it's a new account number. It is you, but they you don't want to get into a squabble with them because they don't know the law. They don't know private contract law. They don't know anything about what we're doing. They, it, you would totally confuse them and you'd get yourself into a... Um, can of worms. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, we can protect the money from garnishments. Now, if it's in Canada, that's why you've got to come to these. And I know a lot of people in the Toronto area. We've already got people. Uh, we had people from from Manitoba at the Edmonton um, um, workshop, et cetera, et cetera, from all over Canada, really. So guys, we gotta we gotta start. Um, you you've got to learn this program for your own. Satisfaction for your own uh, clarification, so that when you do hear, when you do come on the calls and stuff, or an issue doesn't come up, you'll know right where you're at. Okay. <clears throat> now let's see. When doing a pictorial item gathering file for the trust, I was wondering if garden sheds could be included as equity for the trust. Yeah, absolutely. If garden shed is is in your is in your backyard and all the lawn and garden equipment that's in it, the trust owns all that. Now take pictures of it. Okay. Take pictures of everything. If you've got those little, those little, um, those little yard—I uh, forget what they call them—those little yard things. That are everything you own, everything, my friends. <clears throat> See, if I miss putting an assignment of income at the time of getting my documents notarized, is it too late to do so now? No, uh, you can put it in any time. Remember, there are no mistakes in STS. You can long as you've got a shredder or you can tear a piece of paper up into little pieces, um, you're fine. Let's see. Yes, date. I thought, and this is on the computer. I thought you only send the assignment of income to someone once you know a garnishment is to occur. Absolutely. You keep all of the assignment of incomes in your possession. You get them signed and notarized so they've got a date on them. So they can't say that you know you want to, you want every every day that passes by after you've got something signed and notarized is an insurance policy in your favor that that just gives you a little bit more okay you want as, you want these things to be as old as possible like wine you want some these things are like wine, but you're right um you don't send any of this stuff out you don't give a copy to your employer you don't send it to um when a fellow knew that they were going to garnish his wages, once he sent his here in the U.S., he sent it to the Treasury Department, and they never did garnish his wages. They had sent him a letter. It was actually his wife that they were going to garnish her wages, and um, he sent. We put the letter together, sent it to the Treasury Department. He did it, as a matter of fact, stating that we have everything is owned by, including assignment of income. And at that point, he sent a copy, a copy. Uh, don't send the original by any stretch of the imagination. He sent a copy to the Treasury Department in the U.S., and they never did uh, they never did garnish his wages, okay? So, let's see. Who else has a question? If you have a question, send it type it in. If you have a question uh, on the phone, here we go. Northern Middle, Tennessee. Hi, who is this?
1: Hi, this is Gary Michael.
0: Oh, hi, Gary. How are you?
1: Not too bad. Hey, I got a question. Uh we went by the emergency room the other day and had to get some blood tests and stuff done. And right off the bat they asked my wife if uh she had a will. I found that kinda interesting that they were. Wow. <laughs>
0: where did it go from there? Well she just said, No, I don't. Uh huh. <laughs> No, you know, did you say um, that's our personal business we don't give that out? Well, she went ahead and told them that she that's doesn't have one. Not, yeah, you're not going to hurt anything. That doesn't hurt a thing. But, uh, guys, if any of you are listening tonight, if you if you come across that, you can do exactly that. and you know, Or you can just say, hey, that's our personal business. Thank you. And um, just let it drop from there. But, yeah, she didn't hurt a thing. She didn't, but I'd never heard of that before.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I suspect they're trying to collect information on us now.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Wouldn't doubt it a bit. Or maybe they get some, they get some, uh, uh, they feel that maybe they've got access. And in case you don't pay, that they've got some access. At least you've got a will and they can go after it or something. I don't know. Who knows?
1: And a paper trail, I'd say.
0: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, well, thank you for that information. I'd never heard of anything like that before.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was a little shocked. I didn't say anything. She answered great.
0: Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Good for her.
1: So that's all I had, Michael. Thank you.
0: Okay, thanks, Jerry. Talk to you later. Bye, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, my friends. Let's see. We got no more. I've got nothing more on email and there's nobody on the phone with a question and it looks like nobody's got any questions that they want to type on the computer so with that i will say mark down the 11th and 12th for you for northwest indiana chicago area for the workshop and you will be getting the applications in the mail soon fill it out email it back to us and uh, the completed application very simple and we will save a spot for you. There will be limited seating. So so don't miss out, okay? Don't miss out. These are just too important. The people that have come to them have loved them. So with that, I guess we're going to have an early clip tonight. Um, so, my friends, I will just say again, Happy Thanksgiving to everyone in Canada. And uh, we've got a Thanksgiving coming up the end of next month. So with that... Good night, mom and dad, and God bless each and every one of you for taking the time to come on the call tonight. Whoops, we got a call here. Um, okay,
1: Thank who is you. who is
0: this?
1: Thank you, Michael. It you was are, wonderful. Well, who is this? Rita
0: and Dave. Rita and Dave. That's who I thought. I saw North and Central Orange County. So, all right, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. So we will stay. I thought you only sent me Okay, that was already read. So thanks, guys. Have a wonderful week. See you next Monday, same time, same place. Good night.